Alright, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna go in and do this shit. Tom dumbass ain't done it. Alright. Alright, baby. Love you. Do do. Do 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 do. Do 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 Sandman, bring me my dream, baby Tyler, like I've never seen. I'd like to see him dressed up in nothing, standing here eating a Egg McMuffin. Sandman, yes, I'm so alone, ain't got nobody to call my own. Losing games every week now. I even lost the fucking Dale's a gig now, Sandman, yes, I'm so dumb, I'm even listening to Tom, he told me to start this guy over, another one, and it would've put me over, but I, I gotta take the blame, I just making my name a shame. My game is garbage, and I'm ridiculous. I don't even have these words written down. I don't know. It's just so bad, guys. Welcome to this, the week six preview of the FIB, brought to you by The Ed and Tom Show. I am your boy, your host, with the most. The flows that roast and the host, the ghost, boast, roast, ho, ho, Eddie Rock. With me in studio today is none other than nobody. <clears throat> doing this alone, doing it solo, because Tommy is a cholo. I don't know what that bitch is doing, but he's... Uh, nope, okay, I just had a text come in, thought it might be Tom. It was not, it was Kate sending me her Christmas list. It's right around the corner, fellas. As I talk to you today on this Friday, the 16th of October... 2020 if this bitch doesn't stop texting me i swear to god if you're listening to this christmas is right around the corner it's october there's gonna be kids knocking on your doors here soon after that we'll be eating turkey and then in just a few short days you will be disappointing your family by not having the right gifts under the tree so please start now get ready for this holiday season uh I got shit popping up on my computer. Like, I thought I felt like a. If this mother. Y'all bitches, stop texting. S stop texting. God damn it. All right. See, I haven't linked up to my computer, so it pops in on my screen here, and it's distracting me. As you guys may know, I can sometimes. Uh, Go down a rabbit hole and get a little bit distracted. Shiny things, ADD, Eddie Rock, it all rolls. <clears throat> but I think I was in the middle of saying, uh, start your holiday shopping now because you just you just missed uh, Amazon Prime Day, which was garbage this year, by the way. I uh, took a look at it. There wasn't a whole lot going on on the old Amazon Prime unless you were trying to get some Amazon Pro uh, Amazon, you know, their own shit like always. So if you wanted like a tablet or a Fire or a uh, 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 what's that shit you read with? The book-like thing, the e-reader. If you needed one of those, that was your chance. Uh, but if not, don't worry about it. 
you'll pick it up Black Friday or whatnot. Anyways, what I was doing, that whole tirade, that whole bit was all about me just trying to pull up my fantasy football shit so I could do this podcast. Tommy's busy this week. Uh, on the run, I think. And we had talked a couple times this week about getting together <clears throat> and recording, but it just wasn't able to work out. And so he's doing his shit. I'm doing my shit. And I said, well, you know what, Kate? God damn it. I'm sitting out here. I'm, I'm fucking scared. I'm lonely. I, I'm feeling anxiety. I'm overwhelmed. I played Tyler this week. I lost to that bitch Dale last week. I think I'm going to go in there and just yell at some people. And so that's that's what I did. So I came in here skipping and jumping, uh, happy about life, thinking about Tyler and baby Ty Ty. How does it not get you excited as we go into this week? Uh, <clears throat> but I, I needed to pull up all of this shit so I could you know read the recaps and all that. So basically, you're, you're going to be in this for a minute. So buckle up, people. We're not going anywhere. Uh, I got plenty of time. And you, obviously, if you're listening to this, are have fucking plenty of time too. Uh, I picture Jakey Poo driving back and forth between here and Springfield, uh, nuclear power plant working for Mr. Uh, not Smithers, Mr. Mr. Burns, Miss Mr. Burns Smithers is the, the, the lackey, you know what I'm talking about. Or, uh, Oh, Jefe in his 32nd commute. Uh, from the labor factory to his backyard. I think it's the 30 seconds it takes him to get back and forth there. Or uh, Powder on his commute to nowhere as he sits in his house and spits in his, spins in his chair uh, like Scrooge McDuck dancing through his gold nickels that he's accumulated as a game studio IT representative. You know, these are the things that I think John out there laying wire, laying pipe in the, in the night air listening to Tommy T and Eddie Rock tantalize his titular earbuds. That's what I think about, John. You creeped up at night out there. I'm sorry, not creeped up. Out there at night, keeping the energy blazing during the day, looking at pictures of naked children. I know how you roll, brother. I know how you do it. Uh, Dale, I don't know what the fuck Dale's doing. He's probably working, probably working somewhere. Joey. Sitting in his house with his COVID, masturbating to pictures of butters. I know what you guys are doing. I, I'm into it. I'm, I'm with it, right? We got Chano over there fucking praising Trump's dick on Facebook and loving life. Chasing miniature cows and snub-nosed chickens. Who else we got out there these days? Let's see. I talked about Johnny. Tyler getting kicked out of school. Butters getting raped by the Space Force trying to pull him in. Uh, who are we missing here? Who, who, just, just trying to figure out who to make fun of. Have I hit everybody? If I didn't make fun of you, raise your hand. All right. We'll go down the list here real quick. Got you, made fun of you, made fun of you. John did that, Tyler. The butt buddies. Tom, did I make fun of Tom yet? Butters and now we'll we'll come back to Tom. Can't stand that bitch though. <clears throat> anyways, he's not in the studio. That's all I'm trying to say. So, anyways, so week five uh, really was the first time that we we rode into something sideways here. We had games that were that were pushed. We had some things that were canceled, uh, and then we had some stuff that was hanging in the wind all the way out until Sunday, uh, Tuesday. You know, the longest football week we've had in 
my NFL fantasy history, which is not that great and long, but I'm just saying it has been, it was the longest week we ever had. Because of that, waivers ran weird. There's no Thursday night football this week. Like everything's just off. If you saw the NFL schedule, that one game that they had to cancel caused them to adjust eight different games throughout the NFL season. It's complicated, right? There's people that are trying to figure it out that are smarter than us, and they're having a tough time with it. So Tom and I have orchestrated what could possibly be management of the year uh, nom- you know, worthy performance here, managing the FIB through all the ups and downs. There has been the brouhaha about the IR slots and about what we can add. There's been the waiver discussions, and I, and I want to talk about that a little bit here today. Uh, and, and, and all of this, and it's been an exciting season, but we really, really kind of had to deal with it firsthand this week. And then, uh, you know, people like Tommy were hanging out there with potentially three players that were, uh, may or may not have played on that, on that Tuesday night game, you know, if that game would have got canceled. So it was a great week, lots of, lots of matchups. Um, and I, and I just want to, I kind of want to recap those if we can. And I know what you're saying, Ed, we can, all you have to do is click on the thing and it'll take you right there and then you click on the other thing and it's a done deal buddy we can talk about them all day long and guys hear me i know i know i'm not gonna talk about that game i'm gonna talk about this fucking game right here this was a good one this was a good one so we're gonna talk about el jefe versus the pink eye slayers so so jeff who who i've made fun of quite a few times as being kind of that it's not that he's a bad player. He's not. He's not a bad fantasy football player. He has. He has better fantasy prowess than I do. You know, deeper knowledge, greater depth, knowledge. But just for whatever reason, it doesn't work out for him in this league. I can't. I can't explain it other than the cheating that I do to ensure that his uh, his scores stay generically low. Anyways, he went up against uh, what could have presumably been the league favorite to repeat coming in. You know, up against Jakey Poo. So this is a great game. Two two of my favorite people going up head to head against each other. And uh, let's read what the uh, paper says here as uh, how this game went. All right. So you may not have noticed there, but I just paused. I had to rearrange my setup here uh, so I could read. Ah, this is a little bit better. Now I'm out of breath. God damn COVID. I feel like Tom. All right. El Jefe. Pulls off come, a comeback over the Pink Eye Slayers, climbs to seventh place. El Jefe picked up a twenty-four, picked up twenty-four points from Drew Brees, and twenty-one from Josh Jacobs, defeating the Pink Eye Slayers one ten to one hundred three. El Jefe came into Monday night game facing a twenty-seven point deficit, but scored thirty-four point four for the comeback victory. The shocker, that's two in the pink, one in the stink, was revenge for a loss to the Pink Eye Slayers in their last meeting a season ago. The Pink Eye Slayers was led by Mike Davis with 25.4 points and Lamar Jackson, who scored 18.5. El Jefe climbs into seventh place and the Pink Eye Slayers stays in eighth. There were a few players in this matchup that had plenty of chances but didn't capitalize on opportunities. On the winning side, Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon got 49 total touches, but only tallied 156 all-purpose yards between them. The Pink Eye Slayers' David Montgomery managed just 59 yards on 17 touches, 
One slot where the Pink Eye Slayers is wishing they could get a do-over is tight end. Jimmy Graham could have started in place of Tyler Higby, and that point difference would have been enough to seal him the win. El Jefe goes up against silent killers next week. The Pink Eye Slayers get Hail Mary Jane, who sit in last place. So, like we talked about, 110 to 103, coming into Monday night, big deficit. El Jefe had to come back from behind using some of these people that you just would not have expected to bend the ones and, uh, and manages to do it. Manages to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory that Jake was so wanting to celebrate that night. So, uh, Josh Jacobs was a difference maker and Mike Davis. Now, this Mike Davis one, this is the one that's going to be, uh, we got to watch as we go forward. You know, CMC's not back yet, I don't think. Uh, but when he does, man, this little fucking magical mushroom that, that you got over here, pink eye, uh, and Mike Davis, when he goes poof and disappears, did I say that right? I'm on the right team. Yeah. When he disappears, what are you going to do to replace those 25 goddamn points he's been giving you week after week? How long has he been doing that shit? 25, 19, 19, 11. Look at that. That is production that is just going to diss a fucking peer. Goodbye. And go right onto Dale's bench. Ain't that a bitch. But I'll tell you why I feel good about this. El Jefe, you came through with little baby Drew Brees. That was so good. So good little baby Drew Brees finally came back and did something. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, this wasn't his game. It was DK Metcalf's game. This is where it backfires on you if you got that that Jesse stack, that Jesus stack is what I like to call it, where you got Russell, where you got Tyler, and you got DK and Chris Carson. That's that Jesus stack. Uh, it works out if you have all the pieces. But you got the win here. What are you going to do about that Chiefs defense, buddy? Huh? You need to you need to strengthen up there, and uh, and I think you're gonna be okay because those other weeks those guys are gonna do right. You just gotta tighten up there in that defense, and you'd be all right. Uh, and for you, Jakey Poo, uh, Lamar Jackson, he's gonna spar- start giving it to you. All right, James Robinson, that's a tough game. That's a tough game because you have other big games out of him, uh, and DJ Chark. That wasn't the week. That wasn't the week. But big things coming. As long as you keep uh, Rodrigo Blankenship kicking, you are going to stay in the winning direction. With that wind in your sails, you have nothing, nothing but uncertainty ahead. Let's see. Is there anything to add? Silent Killers, Untouchables. Nope, that's it. You guys are fucks other than that. So congratulations and uh, good luck with your games this week. We will preview those here in the third hour. So please stay with us in this marathon edition of the Ed and Tom Show. Now, moving right along to the game that was held between Fantasy John and the COVID Kid. Now, I use the term game loosely because it wasn't. It was a fucking blowout. And with the exception of at some point on Sunday morning... There was a period of time, I would say for about 30 minutes maybe, that the COVID kid, a.k.a. Hoey, a.k.a. Joey, a.k.a. Schottenheimer's left nut testicle residue, had the lead. Other than that, he was just a fucking joke. Doesn't matter when you're going up against Johnny Boy, who scores all the points. He is having the exact opposite of a Falcons uh, 
season. And this is the one place that you will find the Falcon symbol or uh, the Falcons logo next to a winning record. So good on you, Johnny boy. So Fantasy John gets victory over Schottenheimer's kids for a third in a row. Fantasy John registered the highest point total in the league this week and defeated Schottenheimer's kids 159 to 116. Fantasy Sean, Fantasy Sean, Fantasy Shit, Big Puffy, Sean, John, uh, uh, yeah, I got the Sean, John, Puffy, Combs. Uh, mixed all of it up right there together. I'm just, I'm, I'm leaving that in, by the way. That's for you, Fantasy John Sean. Took a 1.4 lead on Thursday and never looked back. This win comes as revenge for Fantasy John following a heartbreaking postseason loss last year to Schottenheimer's Kids. Schottenheimer's Kids at 2 and 3 dropped to ninth place, and Fantasy John at 4 and 1 remains. In first fucking place, on top of the hill, the king, the big pimp, sucking on the dicks and licking on the drips. He's Big John, and he's number one. Yeah. All right, Fantasy John gets Hawkamaniacs. Oh, we got the we got a, a pillow matchup. So that's what I call these are pillow matchups. So this would be like when when uh, John and Dale play, when Brent and uh, and Hefe play, uh, when Butters and Joey play. These would be pillow matchups. So uh, the big pillow matchup this weekend, oh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, the reason I, I say that is because all of the people that I have just mentioned have all made trades on their pillow to one another, just just gate out as they could be. Uh, and Schottenheimer's kids goes up against Freaks and Zeeks. Oh, shit, we got a double. You guys going to get a king-size bed for this fucking double pillow match? Oh, shit, we got some lovers in the mix. All righty. Uh, let me take a look at your shit here. Let me break down your scores. John, you're doing well, man. You're doing great. You can't expect Baltimore is going to give you 25 points every week. You can't. Um, but other than that, I mean, the shit that you're getting is what you can expect, right? Uh, you know, uh, you're welcome. Again, uh, altruism is not something that you hear about fantasy football all the time. But when but when John came at me trying to trying to trade me um Kareem Hunt for AJ Green straight across, right? I was like, "John, I can't do it." He's like, "Look, man, I can run my team however I want. I don't believe in Kareem Hunt. I believe in AJ Green. I want AJ Green, Ed. I want him on my team. Eddie Rock, please let me have AJ I just told him, I said, look, man, in, in clear conscience, I can't do it. And I know it would benefit me. And I know that everything I should do in this league should benefit me. But I just couldn't in clear conscience accept that trade because I believed in Kareem Hunt differently than I did in Julio Jones. So, John, I think now you're seeing it. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome for letting you keep him on your team. Uh, and then on the other side, Joey, you're doing just fine. I mean, other than being you. I mean, it, there's no start over on that. You can't redraft on life. Uh, if you could, I mean, this is a keeper league, and unfortunately, you're stuck with yourself. Um, maybe don't start the Seahawks defense. I don't know. Not so good there. Uh, but other than that, I mean, your team's strong. Mark Ingram at some point, maybe. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't run the ball, maybe he will. But, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're scoring well over 100 points. You know that's the fucking winning score so uh and the difference maker in this was your henry ruggs bubba and uh and for for the other guy 
the Baltimore Ravens defense. Johnny boy, the defense. I love it. 24 points. Fuck yeah. You get it all day, baby, because you deserve it. Uh, I, did you know that Fantasy John is on a three-game win streak? Huh? Huh? That's right. That boy is killing it. And Schottenheimer's kids has now beaten their weekly score projection in each matchup this season. That's a that's a big deal, right? So he's projected to get his score every week. He has beaten that projection. And yet, he sits with a 2-3 and three record. Same as yours truly, who has not even seen close to uh, his projection at any point through this season. So, Johnny Boy... Good job. Uh, first place is looking good. I think you're doing well. You're managing it. You're hanging in there. I, I love the uh, comments and the jabs in the chat room. Uh, now that I've got your picture changed with the beard, I'm feeling better about seeing you pop up there. Uh, Joey, man, sorry to hear that you're sick. I know that Tyler called you basically a liar, but I, I just don't I don't subscribe to those kind of things, man. I want you to get better, feel better, be better because you are better. And uh, we are better because of you. So good luck to you, buddy. Get better. Uh, and uh, next week, as you battle butters, um, I hope you drop. I hope you. I hope you get back up there. Three and three. I'm pulling for you this week. Three and three. I'm calling it right now. You're gonna beat your projections. Butters is gonna go lower, and you're gonna move to 500. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. All right. Let's talk about fuck stick. Mag- fuck stick. McGillicuddy and the Gang Bang Vegetables. Uh, that would be Tom and Brett's matchup. Another one of those where we thought we had it uh, seized going into Sunday night. Uh, and Tom was trying to pull something out on Tuesday. But if the team just ain't there, the team just ain't there. Silent Killers rallies against the Untouchables for a third in a row. Silent Killers has an excellent primetime performance with 49 points Sunday night. Now, who's this? Trying to call me in the middle of a god? I'm trying to decline that shit. Hold on, I gotta take this phone call. All right, jeez, goddamn, I'm fucking... I'm back. I'm back. I'm on the rag and I'm ovulating. Okay, so where were we? Uh, We're just gonna start over. 49 points on Sunday night. Comeback win over the Untouchables, 139 to 119. The late heroics were especially impressive, as they were originally projected to tally just 27.4 points on Sunday night. Silent Killers was led by Adam Feelin Thielen this week, with 80 receiving yards and two touchdowns. The Minnesota wide receiver scored two touchdowns and contributed 24.8 points to the total. DK Metcalf also chipped in with 24 points on two touchdowns. Silent Killers climbs into third place while the Untouchables stay in fourth. Silent Killers tech on OL Hefe in week six, 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 while the Untouchables match up against Kyler Reeks. Ooh, that's fun. Uh, a couple little butt boys going against each other and, to- and uh, Tommy and, and uh, Jesus Christ, B-Lover. I'm sorry, guys. I'm having a stroke. There's a lot of distractions here. Just bear with me. You know who the fuck I was talking about. Brent is playing Tom this weekend. It's going to be great. Uh, I will I will do my prediction here in a few minutes on that one. Uh, as you guys know, I have now 
I'm I've lost four. So fifty what do you call thirty and twenty four. I'm twenty six out of tw- twenty six out of thirty on my picks. Just so you know, for those that are keeping score at home on the old refrigerator. All right, where we're the fucking wrong buttons. It's got that. All right, where were we? So let me take a look here at the team. Oh, old Tommy boy, I think maybe started. Two weeks too early to start Le'Veon Bell. I think Olev Bell might have something going here in a couple weeks as he slides on over to Kansas City to take some of those goal line grabs and some of those uh, passing downs from my boy. However, I think uh, I think he'll serve Tommy well there. But here he didn't. With only seven points, he got seven there. He got one out of Hayden Hurst. Uh, so he left some points out there that I, I know he wish he could have gotten back. Uh, Odell Beckham, while he is away from the facility this week with a potential to maybe, maybe miss the game this week. Uh, he did put up a pedestrian 8.9 points. Now, on the other side of the ball, where it came to old powder, he had probably, he gets the win here, but he has the crack heard around the world uh, affecting his team, and that crack being the leg of Dak. So, um, you know, but Dak doesn't leave the game without, almost 14 points, right? 14 points, one leg and a surgery. And, um, you know, so, so that's, that's the thing here. Powder, powder does well, gets the win here, moving into three and two, but what does he do going forward? Right? What does the rest of that team do for him? Um, and how do they rally around that deficit? I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I, I'm just making this shit up as I go. Uh, taking a look at your box store. No, for real, though. Um, let's see. Let's look at your, your backups here. Oh, yeah. You get Cam Newton back this week. So, you know, that's a good place to be. Um, you're going to be fine. Brett, I love you, man. You're doing great. It was great to see you get the win this week over such a sorry sack of shit and Tommy T. Uh, but but great things. Great deal. Uh, I'd like to see the number one pick pulling out almost 14 points for you. So So keep it up. Maybe you can get a little help um, at that tight end position. You know, slide Gronk back in there or something. Maybe you get some help on Ebron. But no, you're doing great things. Good job, dude. Great, great way to start them this week. You're a good person, a great American. Just suppose to the person across the game from you, uh, he is a horrible human. All right, moving right along. We're going to talk about Freaks and Zeeks playing up against OB. Lover. Again, B. Lover scoring over 100 points but losing. Just saying. <sighs> Freaks and Zeke pick up victory over Kyler Reeks and captures a career series lead to 5-1. and one. Ooh, have we found your little brown butter kryptonite? You can't beat this bitch. Freak and Zeke recorded the highest score of their season and beat Kyler Reeks 136-103. to 103. Freak and Zeke took a seven-point seven lead on Thursday and maintained an advantage throughout the matchup. Even though these teams are tied for fifth place with matching three and two shit records, Kyler Reeks has a solid lead in points, 635 to 536. Freaks and Zeke's beat their projections and scored 19% more points than projected. Kyler Reeks scored only 84% of a projected 122 points. 
Gibson had plenty of opportunities for Kyler Reeks, but only managed 51 total yards on 16 goddamn touches. Next week, Freaks and Zeke go up against Schottenheimer's kids. Again, this is the old pillow biter, the other half of the pillow biter uh, game. And the Untouchables going up against B-Lover. Now, Tommy is scoring an impressive 136.64 points per game. What does this mean? It means you're fucked. B-Lover, you're fucked. Uh, taking a look at your team, right? Amari Cooper went to sleep on you. You could get something back there, but you're probably not going to get them 30 points out of Kyler Murray again. Um, ooh. Alvin Kamara only gave you half of what you expected. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you got there. Tom, Tom just, or no, who, I'm sorry, Tom, Travis, the good-looking T. Uh, Travis has been a monster with the exception of week, I think it was one or two, he put up a stinker. Um, but, He's doing great things, man. Uh, you got the 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 transvestite and Lavishka Chenault that's doing big things over there uh, in Jacksonville. So that's a good little snag and come up. Devonta Freeman scoring those points that nobody thought he was going to be doing right away over there. But you saw it. You saw it. You believed in it. Huh? You believed in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when nobody else did. And that's why you're a champion, my friend. So keep it up and you're going to be all right. Be lover. It's your luck. It's your name. There, there's no way that you can be great across the board, right? You can have success other places, but you can't have those success other places and here as well. So I need you to know that no matter how great you are, Butters has your number and you just can't beat him. Five. Five to one lead. Five. That's like that's like what I do to Tom. Those are like the numbers I put up against Tom all time. Like, bitch ain't beat me in years. When I... I should go back to the history books and see when the last time you actually beat him. It's probably week, the first time you guys played, and he's just been beating your ass for years. Get your shit together and fucking mount something. You, oh. All right. So the only person in our league this week that did not break 100 points lost. So to, Chom, to Tom's uh, uh, credit, he got this one right, right? You don't score 100 points, you don't win. But there were five other people that scored 100 points and didn't win, so I don't know. Endzone Maniac beat Hail Mary Jane and claims the mighty second place. I love Tyler. I love baby Ty Ty. He's just got such good energy and hate. Like, his hate and energy comes in right at the right time to right at the right people. Um, and just when you don't expect it, I love it. So, baby Ty Ty, great job. I wish you wouldn't have done this to, to Chano because Chano's my dude, right? Uh, he goes in that same category as Hefe and uh, and uh, and Jakey Poo. You just you can't say bad things about him. And you had to do this to Chano. The good thing is Chano doesn't know that you did it to him, so he won't hold it against you. And even if he did realize that he lost and he did realize that it was to you, he wouldn't know what it was that he lost, and he wouldn't know what we were talking about. So on to the next. Uh, so coming off of a phenomenal performance, Endzone Maniacs at 4-1 and one, wanted to keep things rolling. They accomplished that by taking down Hail Mary Jane at 0-5, or as we call him, the high bye week. 
101 to 85. Endzone Maniacs was first to put points on the board and went into Sunday with a 3 to 0 lead. That advantage disappeared by the end of early Sunday games and they trailed by 9.54 points. However, following the late Sunday games, Endzone Maniacs regained the lead and did a flippity flip for good with the help of a 16.4 points from CeeDee Lamb. Devin Singletary had plenty of chances for Endzone Maniacs, but he logged just 33 total yards on 12 touches. One position where Harold Mary Jane really made regrettable choices is quarterback. Ryan Shit's magic could have started in place of Matt Ryan, and that point difference would have been enough to win. In week six, Endzone Maniac take on Big Spoon, while Hail Mary Jane matches up with the Pink Eye Slayers. So, the difference makers in this game were Todd Gurley with his mighty 23 points. And Marquise Brown gave you 16 that you just were not expecting. Chris Carson now has a rushing touchdown in each of his last two games. And he put up 8 carries for 52 yards and a touchdown. Why do I bring that up? Because he's a Seahawk. That was the only reason. Um, What is important to point out here? Chano, you probably should stop riding Matt Ryan. I'm just, I just want to kind of fill you in on what's happening here. So in Atlanta, they fired their coach, right? And then the owner said, we're going to clean house. And then they kind of like looked at Matt Ryan with like a side eye. Like, you nobody's really safe here anymore. We pretty much got to start over and we got to make some pretty big changes. And they just kind of look over at Matt Ryan, kind of look over at Julio Jones. Todd Gurley was kind of expensive, but they start looking at these people that they're going to cut and they start looking at the people behind them and start saying, Hmm, maybe we should see what we have here before we get into next year's draft season and put some top stock in that. What I'm saying is, that Matt Ryan may be done for with the fantasy greatness that you've come to expect out of him. So just be warned that that could disappear. Sammy Watkins, uh, though giving you nine points, he's disappeared again. And now he's injured again. He could be out, could be missing some games. So just some things for you to think about, Chano, as you go forward. I know you've had a shitty year, a shitty go of it. Uh, looking at that, those Todd Gurley numbers make me wish I kind of would have kept that motherfucker as a keeper. Uh, but you know, on to, on to better things, uh, Chano, you're still a great human being, a great person. People like you, even though you are the only person in this league that is worse at fantasy football than I am. So with that, Chano, you are on to, uh, other things. I don't, yeah, they they gotta be better than this. And, uh, and Tyler, I will be boofooing you all this week, buddy. Uh, just making love to your sweet, sweet mouth. With that, let's talk about the final game. The game that, God damn, there was a couple couple choices I made. Uh, I'll, I'll read this and then and then I'll talk about it. Hawkamaniacs come from behind to squeak by the big spoon and claim tenth place. Hawkamaniacs picked up thirty one points on from Russell Wilson to edge Big Spoon. <sighs> 
sometimes these get started real, real rough, real rough with the parentheses and whatnot. So let me start over. Hawkamaniac picked up 31 points from Russell Wilson to edge Big Spoon 102 to 100. Hawkamaniacs came into Monday night game facing a 6.82 deficit, but scored 8.5 for the comeback victory. Hawkamaniacs has been dominating this matchup as of late, winning three straight against the Big Spoon. Even though these teams are tied for 10th place with matchmaking with matching two and three records, Hawkamaniacs has a solid lead in points 569 giggity, to 509. Big Spoon got zero fucking points from David Moore, which might have made the difference in the outcome. J.D. McKissick really deserved more touches for Hawkamaniacs as he put up a whopping 49 total yards on just seven touches. With 19 touches this week for David Johnson, it means his touches have now increased in three consecutive weeks. In week six, Hawkamaniac matches up against the first place fantasy john and big spoon gets to stuff it in baby tie tie <sighs> okay i just want to say I, I i fucked up here I, I i messed up i had the wind and everybody says you could have should have would have uh david moore gave me zero points right now i had I was on a I was down to a coin toss before the game and I shit you not between uh Russell Gage and and David Moore. And I one was like the 39th and one was the 40th wide receiver in several different rankings. And I came down to coin toss and I said, "You know what? If I'm going to lose this shit, I'm going to lose this shit. I'm going to go out rooting for a Seahawk." So I threw David Moore in there. The Moore stack. More Moore. He drops a touchdown pass in the end zone, which I mean, it was a, it wasn't a catch, and it would have been a hell of a catch. But he makes that, and it's a little different story in this game, right? Uh, but so it has. I, I get the 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 goose egg there. Then the other one that kind of kicks you in the ass is I had the Chargers kicker, but I dropped him and picked up uh, Myers, and I said I'll just go with the Seahawks. And uh, so I was going to be watching their game playing against Dale. I figured I'd counterbalance. And I figured if, if Russell Wilson threw one of those touchdowns to David Moore, it would at least give me a little insurance on Monday night. Backfires, I lose. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I didn't. So it doesn't fucking matter. When you lose, you lose. So I'm on the skid here. I'm at two and three. Dale's at two and three, but he's looking up, right? And I am looking down. The only thing that I know is that I have a soft bottom in Chano that is underneath me at his 0-5. So he at least has to really raise up. That doesn't get me out of uh, 11th place, but at least I'm not in the bear if uh, the pandemic were to wipe out the population right now and everything just ended where it was, he would be buried in the grumpy bear suit, not me. But I, I feel like I've been in this position several times. Like each year I'm at the bottom and I try to, I just, some mid point i kind of claw my way up a couple games and 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 if i can just or did that just happen once i don't remember but i i feel like i have some kind of momentum right there's got to be something going uh but yeah there's there's definitely a, a big gap this year between those that are doing and those that are not doing covid injuries no preseason Man, it's been all over the place, and I am enjoying the hell out of it. So let's talk about some of these things. 
for those, so uh, that's all the recap. So great job. Oh, let's talk about uh, Tom wants to go. He always wants to go through the standings. Um, so that's got to be in here somewhere. If I go up, uh, click on this league. All right. So going through the standings, as you know, fuck stick. Uh, uh, Chano is in 12th place. Eddie Rock is coming in in 11th place. And in 10th place is your boy, Hodo. In 9th place, the COVID Kid, Hoe. In 8th place, Jake the Pink Eyed Slayer. In 7th, we have El Jefe. In 6th, his pillow pal, B-Lover. In fifth place, your friend and mine, everybody's brother, Butters. The man we all desire to hate, Tommy T, is clutching in at fourth place. Your boy and mine, Powder, sitting pretty in third, knowing that he is being chased by B-Lover in second. Coming up with everybody's favorite fantasy, John, in first place. Uh, that's where the standings are. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. I think that's all I needed to do. Let's see if there, I'm trying to find. Yes. Yes. I just, one thing I, I really wanted to break down for you guys is when you look at who's going to win the season, there's a lot of indicators, right? Records, points for, points against, uh, Again, wins, losses, things like that. These are the things that anybody can just go look at and see, you know, how a team's doing. But I, I urge you to look at the nuance, to really get into the to the finer points and stats and start looking for the trends. And the one that I have always found to be the most accurate when it comes to uh, predicting fantasy success is the coaching statistics. Now, the coaching statistics are based off of the number of points that you left on your bench. Had you coached it differently, it's the, the points that you could have put on your bench. So, meaning this. Say you have three three running backs. and or Say you have four running backs. And they all score 10 points, right? Well, you didn't leave any points on the bench because you couldn't have put that player in. But say you had four running backs and three of them scored the three that you put. You put one, your one, two, and a flex, and they all score 10 points. And then the guy on the bench scores 15 points. Well, you left five points on the bench, right? So the coach that can do the best of, of managing their resources is the coach that can leave the fewest amount of points on the bench. And that is a bigger testament and a truer indication of success in fantasy year over year. And the, the coaches that can put their team in the most consistent chances to win by leaving the fewest points on the bench is going to be your winner. I mean, it's ESPN. Uh, ESPN says it, uh, ESPN Plus, uh, NFL, Yahoo Sports, fantasy footballers, anybody. If you talk about it, everybody is always talking about your coach stats. What's your coach stats? Where you rank? I'm like, hey, I'm number one in my league. They, yeah, but where you at on your coach stats? And and it, 
I've been at parties, like big parties, big baller parties, and people are like, yo, what's your coach staff? They're like, I'm 10th. They'd be like, oh, shit, get the fuck out of here, you 10th place, you sorry second shit on, you ain't got no fucking skill, son, you got to be number seven, right? I've been at those parties. It gets ugly. It gets uncomfortable for that guy. Uh, so anyways, if you go out and look at our stats and you, you rank order those, uh, you'll find some unexpected things, some things that you would expect, right? Guess who's number two? Fantasy John. That's what you expect. The person that's number one in our league is going to be in the top part of that. They're not leaving points on the bench. Also, number three. Who would you think that was? That's the COVID kid himself, right? Being very efficient. Putting the points in play, not leaving them on the bench. In fourth place, your boy in mind, freaking Zeke, right? Butter boy. He's down there. In fifth place, Tommy T., so you see what I'm saying. The trend here is that you, if you are a true coach, if you are a true uh, manager of your team, you you can expect that you're going to have great success. Now, the ball's going to bounce once in a while, week here, week there. It's going to go one way or the other. It can, it can go awry, but true solid coaching doesn't change. That doesn't change. Let's just see who's number one here on our list. Shit. Oh my God. I, I'm number one on this list. I am number one on this list. I have left the fewest number of points on the bench out of the entire league. So that is just an indicator of future success and year over year success that I am going to and have had and celebrated uh, over these years. So I just wanted to point that out to you guys as you go and look at some of those nuanced stats. Tommy always says you can't win this league from your phone or a tablet. You have to be on a laptop if you are going to win this league. Uh, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here on my laptop trying to win this league. Now, because this is uh, a weird week, we are actually in game preview mode, right? So you're getting here after your Friday night commute. You are going to get dropped a podcast that you'll probably never listen to, or you're going to listen to after all the games. I would bank on the first one that you're probably never going to listen to this. And you're going to talk about, I mean, I'm sorry, you're, you're never going to listen to this. But I need to preview these games anyways because that's what the contract says I have to do and I get paid to do. So I'm going to preview these games. I'm going to make this quick, bust through these because I want to talk about waivers. Remind me to talk about waivers. All right. So we got, uh, I'm going to just call these out as I see them. We got Jake going up against Chano. This is a big one. Right now, the projection is, is that Chano is going to lose bad. He's uh, We're projecting 119 to 96. Looking at the lineups real quick, Chano's made some, some adjustments, right? He's got Shit's Magic in there. He pulled Matt Ryan, so he's already listened to the first half of this. He pulled Sammy Watkins. Again, listen, Chano, I like the fact that you're taking the advice that I'm dishing you, buddy. Uh, that's how we've gotten that projection up there. Jeff, Jeff. Jefferson. <clears throat> okay. So so you're doing the things and you finally move uh, Chase Claypool off the bench. So I appreciate you listening to me, buddy. I think you're going to be all right. The one thing that I want you to just be cautious about is Chris Godwin. Does Godwin get back in there? Because that could be the difference maker if your boy Tom Brady starts throwing him the wing ball down there. All right. So just pay attention to that as we get into uh, this weekend. But that's all you got. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because you you're not going to win. Lamar Jackson is going to snap back against Philly. You can believe that. Uh, 
They have freed Aaron Jones, and DJ Shark, if he plays, is going to do big things. Uh, Jacksonville against Detroit. Come on now. Uh, Detroit hasn't stopped anything. They haven't stopped COVID. They haven't stopped typhoid. They haven't stopped uh, rheumatoid arthritis. They've got nothing up there. So if Shark plays, you're good. Mike Davis is still going to pound away. He's going up against Chicago that doesn't offer much. Here's the question. Here's a legitimate question for you. Who scores more points? Rodrigo Blankenship or DJ Chark? I'm just asking for this week, Blankenship going up against Cincy. He's going to kick his face off and uh, have fun with that. So on this one, I am going to... Are you ready for this? Chano gets off the skid here, gets his first win against Jakey Poo. I don't know. I don't know. I feel it. I'm I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. You heard it here first, folks. All right. Joey, the COVID kid, going up against his pillow buddy. Pillow pals. Pillow pals. He doesn't have a tight end now. He's a pillow pal. A pillow pal. But once you get a tight end, wow. Uh, so missing a tight end could have an effect on your score. Um, let's see what you're planning on doing here. Bye, bye, bye. Ain't no lie, baby. Bye, 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 bye. You ain't got shit, dude. So you got Waller the baller. Hold on. This is this is fucked up. You need to do something with this. You can't do this. Mm-mm. I'm calling bullshit. You have players in here that you can... You're going to have to drop somebody and get you a fucking tight end player. I'm telling you. You got to drop somebody and get a tight end. You can't have an empty spot. Fuck a, fuck a bye. Drop somebody, cocksucker. If not, I'm going to protest this. is an illegal roster. You're going to forfeit all your season and your money, and we're going to come for your house. We're coming for your goddamn house so you don't fix this roster, Joey, you sack of shit. Get a goddamn tight end, hold your head up high, and go in there and get your ass beat by your pillow pal. <sighs> Travis, kick his ass, Seabass. On to the next Pella Pal matchup number two. All right. Now, this is a fun one because not only is it a Pella Pal matchup, but it's also a Pella fight. These two sexy motherfuckers are going to get all goosed up in their gear and they're going to go slapping each other. And what I project is that Aaron Rodgers is going to want to set a precedent, right? There's only one person that gets talked about as the GOAT quarterback, and it's Tom Brady, and he's still playing. And now Aaron Rodgers is going to go enjoy some warm weather down there in, in Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay, and I cannot see him not putting it to him, right? He's got to try to prove something. Kareem Hunt, how's his injury doing? I know he got twisted up a little bit. Ba-ba-da-da, no designation. He's full go. That's good for you. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, no designation. Travis, yeah, you're just going to beat the fuck out of Daily Boy. Yeah, Dale, I'm, good luck, man. Um, Really? Adrian Peter I don't think Adrian Peterson's even playing, bro. Isn't there something wrong with him? Illness. He's got illness. Friday. He's got COVID. I don't know, man. He could be out. 
AP could be out, player. Landry's banged up. Mm-mm-mm. It's not looking good. T.Y. Hilton. What a dis-a-fuck-appointment T.Y. Hilton's been. He's like the A.J. Green of his team. Isn't that sad? Mm-mm-mm. So, Fantasy John, go ahead. You're going to be moving to 5-1. and one. Daily Boy, you're going to be coming back to 2-4. and four. Uh, El Jefe and the Powder. Let's see what we got here. El Jefe going up against Cam Newton. You got big Cam Newton in the number one. Overall, wait, where your fucking kicker at? Goat powder? Go get you a fucking kicker. I don't give a shit. Dak Prescott, they only have him as out. They haven't put him on IR yet. Oh, that sucks, dude. That sucks that he's just riding up that spot for you. I wish there was something I could do for you, but I don't care. Um, Here's what you do. Here's what you do. If I was you, I would probably just... Just drop DK Metcalf. Just just cut him. And then go pick up a kicker. Uh, and then because it's a bye week, nobody will pick up DK on next week and then just go pick him back up off the waivers. Uh, that's how you're going to get ahead. That's how you're going to get it. But you got to get a fucking... You can't be leaving these spots open. Huh? Huh? What? Hefe, you can't be leaving these spots open. I don't give a fuck. You got to put Fournette in there. Oh, no, you need a tight end too. God damn, we got some tight end problems in this league. Well, you better find you a fucking tight end because you can't leave that shit blank. Uh Uh-uh. You got to put a roster up. I don't give a fuck. Put up a roster, joke. Moving on. You guys, your game is disqualified because you both got illegal rosters. Tommy, where's the fucking roster police? Calling me up 14, 15, 16, 17 goddamn times a week telling me my roster's illegal and these bitches ain't got people in their roster. Why don't you roster police somebody else, huh, Tom? Fucking thinking that you the police of me. Do you guys know this bitch called me like four or five times Tell me, your roster this, your roster that. And I'm like, how about it's fucking NFL.com's job to tell me that, not you. You're supposed to sit back, drink a Coke, have a smile, shut the fuck up, Tom. Not over here trying to roster police me. Goddamn, I know what my roster is. I'll get to it when I get to it. Tell you, bitch, fix your shit. I'll fix your shit. I'll fix your shit, Tom. Fixing your shit. Better not have no legal roster. I'll call your ass. Odell Beckham. Sorry. Uh, so, anyways, so Tom goes up against B Lover. So, this isn't. So, here's the thing. S- some people would call this a pillow pal, a pillow matchup. I can't. I can't. Because I don't think that these guys are, are true pillow pals. I think that, that, like, they would they would sit close to each other on the on the Davenport uh, or the, the sofa, but I don't know that they would straight pillow. Much shit talking and, and fun to be had between them, but I don't know if it's straight pillow palling. Now, this is going to be a tight matchup. This is going to be a real, real tight matchup, one that has to be looked because there are some of these uh, players that. Let me look. Yeah, like so Madison, uh, you know, he's, he's quality as long as, as long as, uh, who's that motherfucker up there in the fucking. Come on, what's his name? He runs the ball in Minnesota. Uh, Dalvin Cook. As long as Dalvin Cook stays out, you'd be all right with Madison. But uh, and I don't think Dalvin Cook should be coming back in. And I am pissed off though because you picked up Jaseki, and I wanted that motherfucker. Every time, it's I swear to God, every time I go to pick up somebody, they're gone. And I look, and the fucking thing says untouchables. I don't know what you're doing, cocksucker. And I don't know what you. Matter of fact, let me talk about Tom for a minute. I don't know what this motherfucker did, but 
Does y'all shit look like my shit in the app? Like he did some kind of shenanigans with the Miami offense or Miami defense last week. Like he picked him up like six times or some bullshit. I'm I'm telling you, let me find this motherfucker. I'm pulling it up right now in our feed. Because I was looking, I was like, what the hell did he do? Do, 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 do. If y'all saw this, let me go. Tom. There's always shenanigans with goddamn Tom. Yeah, look back here. So this is what the app say. This is all Tom now. So since the week six report has been processed, Tom does Hayden Hurst. He drops Hayden Hurst. He drops Tevin Coleman. He picks up Dan Bailey. He drops Brian Hill. He picks up Miami Dolphins. He drops Miami Dolphins. He picks up the Washington football team. He drops the Washington football team. He picks up the Miami Dolphins defense. And then he drops the defense and picks up the Washington football team. And then he drops the Washington football team. And then he picks up the Miami Dolphins. Then he drops the Miami Dolphins to pick up the Washington football team. Then he dropped the New Orleans Saints to pick up the Miami Dolphins. Or that was Brent. Like, what the fuck were you doing, Tom? And then there's another one here where you dropped... It says that you dropped the Washington football team a day ago. Then you dropped... Then you picked up Sly. And then you dropped Dan Bailey. Like, I don't know what shit you are doing, but I think you're cheating. And you need to cut the shit out, cheating ass, over here, fucking roster police and cheating, probably doing things so you can get things. Tom, I think you should just play it straight. Brent, all best of luck to you. Beat this sorry sack of cheating shit, Tom. Um, I don't know what he's, he's manipulating. I'm telling you, I'm going to send y'all that. Y'all are going to ask me right now, like, what the fuck are we getting this picture for? This doesn't make no sense. Y'all are going to know what I'm talking about when you guys get this and you hear this, right? So I'm just going to text these out. I'm going to just text that shit right now to you fucks so y'all know what I'm talking about. Tom is a cheater. Tom cheats. Tom cheats. Boom. Done. Delete screenshot. Let's go one more time. I just want y'all to know how much Tom cheats. Send that to y'all. Boom. Boom. Now, did I have to do that on video and make y'all listen to it because y'all are going to receive text messages? No, but that's just the way it is. All right. Now, the match that I am so excited for, and this is against like my little protege, right? Like, you do good, I do good. This is, this is shared mutual success, right? Like, who as a parent, who as, as a loved one, like tries to put themselves before those that they love nobody right like as a parent i don't go out and 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 do things uh to harm my children right i, I don't go out and do things to harm my wife i don't go out and do things intentionally to harm my friends right when they are successful i'm successful and that's the way that i look at this week's football game it's it's, it's shared mutual success if i win it's a win for for ed and tyler if he wins it's it's a win for tyler and i lose but I need you to know that I'd just be happy for this this little bastard. I mean, such a cute little motherfucker. All right. So me going up against him, I have the same problems everybody else does. I, legal goddamn roster. You need to go out and fix your fucking roster before you talk all this shit. And here's, a, here's the only difference between me and you fucks is I have the fix on my roster. I just haven't put him in the start yet. So I will get to that here soon. And then uh, I have a a monumental task going up against Tyler this week. I mean, it's, it's a big one. 
I have to be successful. I have to be strong. I have to be focused. Um, and Deshaun Watson needs to break out of his goddamn shell and do something. Um, Leonard Fournette needs to not come back so Ron Jones can actually do something. And Clyde Edwards C. Ed H. now realizes that his job is on the line, so he is going to run like a possessed man all the way up to I'm going to beat my projection by 20% this week. That's what I'm going to call. Call 20% projection beat. So I'm looking at 120 points. Suck it, Tyler. Eat shit. Die. All right. That is uh, the week preview. So hopefully you enjoyed that. It made no sense to me. Uh, but no, let's let's real real quick. Let's talk about about uh, waivers. So I know that this has been a bit of a topic, and so we're gonna deal with waivers in this off season. But something that I just want to put forward, talk about kind of three different ways, um, because I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about, it and they said I, I don't see what the big deal is. Like what what's the big deal if we do waivers this way or if we do the the waivers the other way. All right, so the way that we currently do waivers is that waivers run most weeks Wednesday night. So at the end of the conclusion of the games on Monday, then Tuesday, everybody's on waivers. They'll run Wednesday, so everybody has an opportunity to go out and do that. Now, our waivers do not reset each week. So whatever your waiver priority is, your waiver priority is that until you use it. So if you decide not to run waivers on a week, then your waiver number will stay exactly where it is until you use it. Now, what this does is allows you to save up your waiver for when you really need it. Uh, if you go out and and it also favors uh, just kind of a, a season long, you, know, you go out and look at that, the, the waivers you just go out and pick up. So it's a little bit more of a season long. And what you're going to find is it, it makes it, um, everybody kind of has the equal chance to, to save up, spend one way or uh, do it one way or the other. The other way is if waivers reset every week based on the standings of that week. So basically, you go out and play that week. And in last week, where Chano was 12th place, I was 11th place uh, for that week, then the roster order resets to that. What this does is now each week, you're at the end of the week, you're, you're going to get your roster spot, your waiver spot, based on how you ended. So if you were the number one team for that week, you'll get the 12th roster spot. If you were the 12th team, you'll get the number one. I say roster spot, waiver spot. Each week, it is going to give the weakest team the first shot at improving. So this gives more uh, directed benefit to the weakest teams throughout the season. So what this does is it allows us, it allows one team to, I'm sorry, each week for that that team to kind of get peaked up and it should bring everybody up to a kind of a level playing field. So that way the, the person that's just watching the waiver wire isn't the one that's getting most of the waivers. Um, and it, it plays out a little differently. But again, it's not as season long. It's more impactful to that week as opposed to a season long like you know what, I'm going to hold on from my waiver, keep my number one waiver week after week until there's that finally that one big one that I need to blow it on. So there's a little difference there. Now, another waiver system that's out there is a FAB. Um, fantasy, I don't, I don't know, it's a budget. Fantasy something budget, allocation budget. Fuck, I don't know. But basically, you get at the beginning of the season a set number 
and of, of money dollars and it's usually like a hundred bucks and then throughout the season you can bid each week on on your waivers so say uh this week say the week that cmc went down mike davis was a free agent well then everybody has their hundred dollar budget that they start the season with that they could they could bid for that free agent so if that was a big deal to you. You could go out and be like, you know what? I'm going to blow 20% of my season-long fab budget on this guy. I'll bid 20 bucks, And whoever has the highest bid for that player wins that player. And you can't get more money, so you only have that $100 to play all season. And say I bid $2 for a player and Tom bids $10. He doesn't get that player for $3. He gets that player for what he bid at. So... If he blows his wad in the early parts of the season, it's gone and he doesn't get any more. And then at the end of the season, he doesn't have it. Or vice diversity, he holds on to it and then he blows it at the end where he needs to. So using a fab budget is a little bit more of a way to kind of put some fuel in your tank and some more flexibility for where there's like, uh, well, I, I kind of feel like I'd like this guy this week. So I'll go put a dollar or two on him. And if nobody else did, maybe I'll get it. Or uh, I really need this guy, so I'm going to go blow my load and drop you know, 10 or $15 on the guy to make sure that I end up getting him. So it's just a different way to do it. But I, I only say this is not because we're having a vote or because we're changing anything right now. It's only because these are the discussions. We, we need to have these discussions now while it matters so that way we can somehow adopt these before the season starts and not midway through when Tom says, hey, remember that thing we were supposed to do? And I said, fuck, dude, I don't even remember my name. So that's where we are with that. Um, other than that, man, we're just trying to get through this shit. There's been talk on other platforms, other podcasts about uh, if a team's week gets pushed, that you can put those players in those slots and all these other... Just know this, we're not changing shit, right? <clears throat> what is difficult for you is difficult for me. Uh, it's difficult for all of us. There's weeks where we just, there's no fucking people out there on the waiver wire. And us adding additional waiver or roster spots is just going to make that so much worse. So eat the shit as it gets shoveled to you. Somehow patch it together and uh, we will get through this season. Uh, look, fellas. I am having myself one hell of a good time as I scratch my head here week after week trying to figure out how I'm going to mount some kind of team uh, going up against who I'm up against. I have been competitive, if not victorious in all my games, and I will continue to be that way. Another goddamn phone call. You hold the fuck on while I make this. Goddamn. Quit fucking calling me. Trying to run my goddamn successful business here. All right. So where was I? I think I was signing off. Anyways, listen, folks, I have mad love for you. I have mad love for the FIB for this season, uh, for your boy, Tommy T. And, and, and things are going well. So every day that you are with your family, uh, you are with someone that you love, that you are on American soil watching football, it's a good goddamn day. So if you can hear my voice, you know you're in a good spot. On behalf of Tommy T, I'm your boy, Eddie Rock, and this has been... The week six precap review preview for the Fantasy Island Boys, FIB. I fucking, fu it's gotten too long. Whatever it is, God damn it. Have a great week six. Peace. <laughs>